and just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. You just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Everybody to a bonus episode, maybe an emergency episode, maybe life-altering episode of the A Show. My name is Meals. I am here with OG Johnny Five, Justin Davis. We are the Kings of Professional Wrestling Podcasting, um, and we're here under just a wild set of circumstances today. First of all, Justin, how are you? Just feeling in general? Allergies are whipping my ass. Uh, along with just life in general, whipping my ass. Uh, it'll do that. It'll do that sometimes. But yeah, pretty much hanging in there. It's mostly the allergies, though. Not much. Not so much life. I'm well, wild. listen. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, allergies are terrible. Allergies are terrible. Um, it's amazing that uh in 24 hours how much things can actually change right like we're here we're talking about it week before we're talking about wwe sort of becoming essential or being noted as essential in the state of florida um by governor ron DeSantis or whatever the hell his name is being named essential it's kind of like in a situation and i don't know if you i can't necessarily speak to this because during my conversation it never kind of went through my head of like cuts even though the world itself has been affected by people losing their job. Employment is at a new high in, you know, this modern history for the United States, but it never kind of, you know, came to my mind that it would ever happen to the WWE. What, what were your kind of your thoughts when you kind of heard like, oh, I mean, early in the morning, I guess it's this morning, by the time you hear this, it'll be, you know, yesterday morning, but Early in the morning, we kind of heard like, oh, they're going to be cuts. Like, they're going to be cuts, you know, corporate side and they're going to be cut superstar side. But it kind of figured I didn't expect the massive exodus of superstars and producers and trainers and office staff and everyone that we got. What, what do you think? Um, I think when I, it started with a, a, a call that. I, it was announced that Vince McMahon would be making a call and making a statement on the state of the company at 9 a.m. The call lasted for five minutes. He said there's going to be cuts down the line. They released a, a plan that they were going to have of, of what they're going to do to kind of, you know, save money and counteract everything. And from there, the cuts just dropped. I think it started with EC3, Drake Maverick, uh, the Gallows and Anderson, um, you know, just, just a laundry list of people that we just, you know, some of the, some of the, some of them were kind of like okay yeah you know and, and even even we we forgot to mention even one of the one of the cuts that happened last week like we didn't even mention the revival <laughs> happened last yeah. Friday and it and now like it kind of made sense like I don't think people are grouping this in because they kind of feel like oh the revival itself like they're you know they're someone who wanted to be out and they finally got their own exodus and people kind of think it's on their own terms but when you kind of look at the grand scheme of things and especially no. in the week. 
this happened it seemed to be all kind of like pre-planned right yeah it was um, definitely pre it was definitely planned i think that they just got ahead of it and just said you know what you could just go ahead and start your non-compete now but it it just so happens that you know this happened before because the thing is like they weren't letting them go and a lot of people they let go today they weren't letting those people go either and yeah, i mean no. you know we'll, we'll say the list we'll go down the list but you know a lot of it was you know it, it was shocking you know as some names were you know I kind of expected that they would, they were on their way out anyway. And and they said, and, you know, people have said as such, and they've had reports, they've, you know, they've, they've been doing the, the, I, the iPhone notes stuff. So I expected yeah. a lot of these people to be gone just because they're not going to hold you if they don't absolutely have to anymore. And, 100%. you know, it's, it's, a, it's again, like we, pre, we preface this episode with, you know, this isn't going to be talking about the politics behind it. This isn't going to be talking about, you know, running, you know, a company to the ground, running things to the ground. We can get to that when we have our regular episodes. You can call us whatever the fuck you want to call us. For this bonus episode, we're going to be talking about and appreciating the people that were let go today. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think when we talk about the public reaction to it, I can't think of, we haven't had a mass release in a long time. And these were things that used to be kind of like on a yearly basis of WWE balancing the sheets. It used to be called a spring cleaning. Sometimes they do it before the holiday. I can remember once just like, yo, I think probably the most memorable release I remember before the holiday was, I don't know if you remember, well, I'm sure you do remember, Low-Key, Caval. Yeah. It was released like days before Thanksgiving or Christmas or one of the others. And I that was kind of a shocking release. So this is something that's new, kind of in this modern era, we haven't seen it. In fact, WWE has been hiring at a rate that we've never seen before, ever in history. They've hired, you know, because if they have the new PC, they have to supplement that. So they've hired trainers, big name trainers. I mean, Shawn Michaels is working there, for God's sakes, at this point. Um, because they have a new third brand, NXT. They've hired so many superstars from outside of the brand over the last five years in terms of just the people that they've hired. It's really been like a Hall of Fame caliber list of people that we're seeing in the WWE. And even, you know, on the on the main roster side, the AJ Styles, the, the, the club, the everybody, we've seen people come in. We haven't really seen people go out and this has been kind of the most flourishing time for the wrestling business, but, you know, due to circumstances of the pandemic circumstances of much wider economic depression, um, there's just, I never in my mind kind of expected that it would affect the WWE. And I think what resulted has been probably one of the most, one of the more darker days and for it to be a professional wrestling fan, just from a set, just from a standpoint of, You've never you see these larger than life superstars and these larger than life wrestlers and you see them on the screen and we all treat them as characters and such. We tweet about them, we reenact them, we, we come up with situations, funny situations that they're in. But then you kind of now this is like the shocking, heart harrowing realization that these are people, too, and these are people out of jobs and these are people kind of just like, you know. In Everyone. a situation that you're right, we we know plenty of people. We have so many of our friends, so many of our peers. I can't name how many of my peers have lost their jobs due to this, you know, due to the COVID, due to the coronavirus outbreak, and the fact that it got to the WWE is still to me, it's like wow because of the names and the volume of the names. And it's one of those things that again, like, may call us naive, you know, it, to to think that pro wrestling would be exempt. You know, just 24 hours after it was named essential, we, you know, that doesn't mean that it's 
and it's fucked up to even say like for for that to happen the days before it's just like it's super fucked up and again i'm not trying to get into politics of it all but it's it's like you know it it's it is our naivety where we thought you know this this just can't happen we're going to be able to have this as a, as an outlet and as an escape and today the idea of our escape was kind of it, it was it was broken into it, it was taken and now we're yeah. faced with the with with this harsh reality and, and everyone's dealing with it in their own ways yeah 100 percent. i mean we've seen i think in this sort of modern era we haven't seen a release list kind of like this but it's been an interesting kind of you know it's been an interesting reaction. It's been an interesting set of events that kind of followed it because this is kind of the first time in the true social media era. I mean, everyone's stuck in their house. I think maybe if if the coronavirus was happening, this was just a standalone incident of WWE releasing instead of superstars, we wouldn't get as much FaceTime with these guys as we have. But we've seen um, instant reactions from Leo Rush, Drake Maverick, uh, No Way Jose, uh, Rusev type something. Um, Finley, who's, you know, been part of the company multiple times over the last 20 years, has typed something. Like, we've seen all these kind of instant reactions, and, you know, it really gets to you in terms of just, like, the whole human aspect of it. And I think the WWE fans itself and everyone, they're looking from a standpoint of, I think, the wrong sort of outlook. And once again, we're here to sort of talk about the politics of it all, and we're not here to kind of talk about things. But the idea that people immediately have kind of written this as like oh you know we've made fun of we've we've had our own AEW watch but i don't think this is going to be something where there's an AEW watch for these set of superstars at this point in time absolutely not um, absolutely not and we'll talk about this on the a show but there are many reasons why this is this is just a terrible circumstance just for the fact that not everyone got the permission to be essential <laughs> like, like WWE yeah. did and you know a lot of these people will be without a job for you know right. the foreseeable future so yeah right think of that think of the nba like you see all the sort of staff they're getting it off of imagine the players imagine if 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 the nba itself had to cut members of its own team that's kind of like what this actually feels like now whether or not that'll actually happen probably not because there's an nba players union and it kind of prevents things like this um but that's kind of like the closest thing that i can relate it to is just you know, just seeing something and realizing, wow, this is crazy. And I think the Raw and SmackDown rosters, you know, it, it I think more so or just as much as the superstars who were released having their, you know, their comments about it. Look at all the superstars that are kind of left that have to see their friends kind of go and haven't had the opportunity <laughs> due to this pandemic to actually say goodbye. They can't even go and see them. They yeah. they could live in Orlando. They could live, I mean, maybe down the street you go see them, but they could live in generally the same area in the same America. You 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 know, they're over in Orlando doing the work and they're not able to say I, I don't even know if AJ Styles is even able to say goodbye to the club right now. Like yeah. just because of and, and and Finn Balor as well. You kind of want that sort of situation to be able to say these things, but you don't even get you, you can't even get at least that. Because yeah. of how the world is kind of changed in this sort of situation, um, but go ahead. Yeah, it, it is. It is really again just just a really crappy set of circumstances, and um, I mean, let's get into the list. I, I don't want to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. just about to get in that. Yeah, I was just about list. to get in that. It's over twenty people. It's quite a long list, and this isn't going to be like a long episode. So. 
yeah, let's get into the list. Let's talk about kind of our favorite. We can talk about just really kind of any memories if you have a various superstar. But let's get into the list. Um, I think the first one, the first set that kind of really shocked people was, uh, I mean, I'm going to go down the list as reported by ringsidenews.com. May not be in that exact order that they were released, but nonetheless, we'll get to everybody at once. Um, Drake Maverick, um, who had quite honestly the most the saddest reaction to it all and and, and the, the strangest circumstances of it all because he was announced in this cruiserweight title tournament um that was announced like two days ago yeah, <laughs> like started today yeah and he's still competing into it but just kind of knowing that these are his last match he's still competing although he's been formally released which blows because i don't know if i'd be able in this position you say I'm let go, but also finish your week at work. I'm telling you, go, you know, <laughs> go after yourself. Um, but he has a situation, but he's someone who takes so much pride. And as a professional wrestler, just wants to entertain and wants to do all this other thing. Um, Drake Maverick, 24-7 title. I think that's in, in, the, in the cruise, um, the 205 GM. I think that's kind of the claim, the fame that he's had in WWE thus far. Yeah, I, I thought um, that his, his, uh, his tweet and his video about getting released was was super super sad and um probably the most sobering example of him saying i was one of the people that did not take this serious and i think that once again there were a lot of people that did not take this serious uh or take this as serious as they should have in the weeks that 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 you know that began this whole thing and hearing him say that um you know, it, it really set the tone of like, okay, this is serious and this is real. And and I, I honestly think, and I'll say this for a lot of people here, I think he'll be back when this is over with. I, I you know, a lot of these, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that were released today, they were furloughed. A lot of the the, the people were were straight, uh, just straight up cut. I think that once this blows over, I think a lot of them will come back, especially the, produ- the producers and writers that were let go. One hundred percent. Um, we have the tag team of Kurt Hawkins and Zach Ryder. Um, shocking, kind of in a, in a way of you want to fill up a tag team division, and these guys weren't featured on TV quite a lot. Actually, they've probably been more featured on their podcasts than actual WWE television, and doing a lot of things for that. But it's kind of you know, I think it's a, I think it's a great way in terms of just like Zack Ryder. We've known, I mean, he's made his career of kind of doing the extracurricular. Um, Kirkings himself, wrestling school, all the other stuff like that. So I think the, these two guys, despite the sort of situation, will be fine. Um, because just in general, I think they're gems in the professional wrestling business, to be honest with you. They're, I, mean, uh, I, I honestly, uh, of the two, I think they could both be back as like producers in either in yeah. either, either company. It doesn't matter. They're, I watched them. They actually had a watch along they posted it on the WWE channel maybe three days ago. This is why it's so crazy um, of them watching their first tag team title win in a fatal four-way match. And these are such like fans and marks and stuff like that. So I've always kind of appreciated them. Um, so sad to see them go, but I know that they'll be kind of fun and they'll continue their podcast and, you know, life kind of goes on. The next one, Heath Slater. Yeah. One of the early ones. He's a uh, he's been in over the WWE for over a decade. Uh, over fifteen years, starting yeah, starting in FCW, starting wait, even before that. I might be Deep South, might be that era. Um, 
and has just been in a myriad of positions, but always kind of been seeming to stand around and kind of his last moments. Well, his last, last moment was kind of congratulating Drew on winning the WWE title on the bump, which I thought was a very, you know, amazing and admirable thing to do because of how he's like, yo, I know your mother is kind of watching you and she's very, very proud of you and all the respect that he has. But he's had a main career full of tag teams, various groups, um, just kind of being a charismatic machine despite whatever placement that he is on the car. He's just been a great hand overall. Like, and people have made the joke. He's the third person, the other two members of 3MB. Let's talk about five years ago. They were kind of let go from the company, kind of had to reinvent themselves, came back world champion. Perhaps Heath? <laughs> uh I don't know, but anything can happen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you never know. Lose the weight, get Jack, come back, get the strap for its first openly gender. All right, all right. (laughs) I'll first openly. I don't even know if I can say first openly ginger champion, but uh, (laughs) uh, you never. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Um, The next set of ones, kind of surprising to me. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, the club. Well, maybe Gallows and Anderson. Last appearance, WrestleMania. Uh, They're buried, bro. If, that, <laughs> if that's not a way to go, I mean, that's a way to go. But these two have, I mean, I think their stock was at their peak when they're in Japan coming over to the WWE, and they've kind of been like floating as the guys next to AJ. But I, they're really amazing guys. Uh, Let's be clear, I, man. I, they, they overachieved a lot. And and I think yeah. I, I they got the bag. Like they over got the bag. Like they 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 came up. You know, they were making a mm-hmm. lot of money in the WWE. And I have to I have to say, like for, for where they came from, I would say that like, you know, Carl got to spend time with his family and his kids. Uh Gallows got got, you know, another shot and and I think that he, he was able to stick around longer in a, in, a, in a bigger role for for a while with AJ. You know, they were they were mm-hmm. up and down for a while, but I have to say that they they took advantage of, of all the time they got. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, the second the the second batch. Of, I'm gonna I'm going by tag teams really really quickly so we can blow through this list. But um, Mike and Maria Canellis. Uh, oh, we we all knew Mike wanted out. Uh, he he Mike he wanted out. Such, he said as such about two or three months ago. Um, and they granted it to him under these terrible circumstances. But um, he he did they did get their release and. Uh, hopefully he can, you know, f- figure out what he wants to do next. Yeah, and same with Maria as well. I mean, they both just had another kid, so it's kind of an unfortunate situation, especially in this time. But I think they're both. I think Maria Maria dropped something also on Twitter, uh, a video of just like you know what they will persevere. She's grateful for the opportunity to have a second run in the WWE. First of all, first ever pregnant champion ever on the roster. You, you mm-hmm. can always put that by her name. Um, and I think as much as, you know, they've gone through their ups and downs, I think, I mean, I can see Maria back. I can see Mike back if he's in a different kind of space, different kind of energy. I can see them back. Um, but who knows? I think at this point, the world is kind of theirs. And uh, they're going to kind of explore how it can go for them. Um, they got the bag, too. Set of, Let's be clear, because they just they resigned. Got- <laughs> yes, the back. Um, another set of tag teams. Someone, people that we haven't seen in a while. The Colognes, who have seemingly lived through the nuclear holocaust kind of, of releases. 
over the last 15 years, I mean, I think, I mean, their prime was long time ago. And I would say not their wrestling prime, even though I've always been a primo mark is something that I'll hold very dear to my heart that no one understands. Except I, don't maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, former undisputed tag team champions, former tag team champions on very different brands. They're re- what were they? The the Matadors? Were they? Yeah, what El Matadores. They? El Matadores. El Matadores. Um, which like now that you know, you know any bit of Spanish, I'm like, does that make sense? Huh? Um, but they've been, you know, they've been the journeyman WWE themselves and have done they haven't been seen in years. I'm sure they've been in Puerto Rico. I'm they sure show up, they... they show up to the occasional uh, lumberjack match. They show up to the occasional yeah. lumberjack match. 100% I heard something online of like they were like I'm not coming for no damn drug test <laughs> that's what I heard online I don't know it is the internet and we're um, not punished if I, that's true <laughs> no yeah we're not punished if true actually you know kept for a number of years but the clones once again are gone I appreciate everything that they've done I've well I think there are rumors of Carlito coming back at some certain point um but, you know, we'll see what the future kind of hold for them. Um, next, we're going to go through Eric Rowan, which is surprising. Yet, uh, it kind of uh, seems it, it? ill-fated. It, yeah, it, it, it's surprising. It's a little bit ill-fated for me. And I'll say it's ill-fated because it seemed like they were going with him for a while. They legitimately revealed his entire gimmick, and then it was over. And that's why I'd say it's ill-fated. And don't because... forget, don't forget they revealed the, the gimmick, and then Drew destroyed him out of the territory. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The, the ill-fated, uh, and he's not going to be the only person on this list who kind of received that sort of thing, but I'd say it's ill-fated. It looked like they were going with him. I don't think anyone truly, if you ask me, I mean, who would be released between him and Luke Harper, I think everyone nine out of 10 would have said him, but he managed to stick around. He managed to do his thing Had a great run with Daniel Bryan last year, Had a great run on raw earlier this year. He won a lot of set of matches, um, but we'll see where he can go uh, as he, you know, as he's now officially out of the WWE. Um, someone who hasn't also been seen for a long time, EC3. Have you known what's going on with EC3 in the past um, months? You just I haven't mean, seen him. There's been a lot of a lot of talk about uh, you know it just didn't click for him in the end. Um, just I think they just saw a lot of things where it's just like yo, it just didn't work at NXT and it definitely didn't work on Raw. I thought he was gonna have a moment when he went against Dean and it, it just never it never like it never capitalized for it him. Materialized, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I I don't remember being especially enthused with his second act, but. You know, maybe he can do it better, you know, somewhere else. I hope. I, I I've met the guy before. He's a super nice guy, um, and I and I think that he, you know, I I think what what happens is people who are like they become such big fans that they kind of don't see that like this environment doesn't work for everyone that you want it to. Yeah, and that sucks. Within, I think his. I mean, his character was created with an impact and has a lot of context within that environment, and he kind of carried the name itself over to WWE and he was able to, I mean, he wasn't EC3 during his first run and the second run, he kind of built his own name. So I can say that he at least did that, but yeah, it seemed like just generally it didn't work out in the current ecosystem of the WWE. It kind of seemed like he was a little bit left behind. Um, another kind of release on this list, uh, Aiden English. 
moving on. <laughs> um, we wish Aiden English the best in his endeavors. I mean, he's had quite a run in NXT Tag Team Champions with Simon Gotch. I wonder if they will reunite on the independent scene, even though I don't think Simon Gotch... I don't think they like nice. each other. Yeah, I don't think he had very nice words to say about him, nor do I expect the words kind of back um, after hearing that. Uh, he had a run on the roster as part of Rusev Day, which we'll get to in quite a bit. And then they decided, we actually don't want wrestling. We want you going 205 Live, which I think was a terrible decision. Uh, Carlos says he sounds like Kermit the Frog. I agree. Uh and then it's kind of over. I wish him the best in kind of everything that he's doing. I don't think his wrestling career is over, nor do he want it to be over. So that... I thought he was a good uh, a good commentator. Eh, I don't really like his voice, but uh, especially considering who you replaced. Uh, but it's, a, you know, we'll, we'll see what's best for him. He's still, I'm sure he's still in the business. I'm sure he's still going to do things. We'll see kind of where it goes, the opportunity to hear from him. Um, Eric Young, once again, someone who was signed, Impact Wrestling, it, it just came sucks over. That, it just sucks that Sanity did not work out the way that because it, it should have, right? It, it just yeah. seemed like that's such a WWE gimmick that they hated, you know, they hated them in NXT. They, you know, and I was like, you know what, they need to move them up because this is an act that works there. And it just never popped off. Like, you know, blessings to Nikki Cross for making it work and using that gimmick. Yeah. But like, Eric Young to me was the glue for that group, and he really helped uh, Alexander Wolf and, and Dane and Nikki all get get over in their right. own way. And and I thought it was a cool, interesting gimmick. I mean, these 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 were teammates that hurt each other, essentially. They were yeah, slapping each 100%. other and, and and throwing each other and stuff like that. Like I thought it was a really novel concept, and and again, it just it fell by the wayside. Wayside, and you know, it, it yeah. just again it doesn't always work, and and it really sucks when it doesn't. I think when they were called up without Nikki, I think Nikki adds kind of an X factor to the group. Um, it was kind of like, I don't want to say curtains. Maybe they didn't want a four-person group. Maybe they felt like Nikki still had more to accomplish down in NXT. But when they kind of split up that sort of thing, the the magic of it was kind of lost because of how eccentric Nikki Cross is. And maybe that's credit to how, how great a performer that she is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the fact that they kind of just like, I mean, their last appearance as a group, was getting was getting flambéed by the Miz. <laughs> Remember when the Miz beat up twelve people at once? Yes, yes. God, <laughs> God, what a man! You know. <laughs> okay, enough um, about the Miz. Enough about the Miz. <laughs> no way, Jose is next. I legitimately here's the thing about No Way Jose. I thought about No Way Jose legitimately the other day, and I said even before he showed up on Raw two nights ago, I said. This is a guy who probably should begin, if he can, trend, getting out of that gimmick. Because that gimmick yes. was ran through as much as you can run through. And it didn't even seem he was a he wasn't even a wrestler as opposed to just an NPC or a character. Um and I thought that the sooner that he begins to get away from this gimmick, and you can do it in sort of natural way, it's going to take some time and, you know, all the other stuff. But as soon as he begins to get away from that gimmick and kind of explore a different dimension of itself, probably the better. But he just, it was too late. He got to on Raw Monday. Yeah, he was on Raw on Monday. He got beat up by the almighty Bobby Lashley, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, 
it's a it's a sad situation because I do like I, I like him just in general. I like the fact that, you know, I don't get a lot of especially considering I have a lot of Dominican friends, not a lot of Dominican representation, in professional wrestling. And he's kind of one of the lone ones there. And, you know, it, it, it's just kind of sad to see him go and kind of sad. But if I think he should continue going on with professional wrestling and he should explore the true, you know, ver, you know, just explore the universe and see where it kind of sees. Um, another one. Uh, who do I have here? Okay. Leo Rush. Yeah, I, I had heard, I had heard that he had already asked to be released. And I think he's in that boat of the people that were trying to get out of their contract anyway. Um, yeah, I do know. And I mean, you can go listen to his episode on, um, Kaz's new podcast, uh, Chatting with say Kaz. less, yeah. Say less. Yeah. Oh, chatting with Kaz. I don't. I'm, I'm bugging. Uh, I'm chatting with Nelson, which is oh returning to Radio Network <laughs> this week. I'm, I'm thinking, Shout I'm out to Nelson. I had plug. I had Nelson on my mind. Uh, yeah, he. Yes. You know, it, it just seems as though Leo was ready to not only just transition out of the WWE, but just transition out of that that wrestling thing for the time being. Like it seems like he really wants to do music, and I yeah. mean he was like the first person to say, Hey, I'm going to be fine. And then he immediately was just like, Hey, what's, what's, what's your favorite picture of me? And I was like, Oh, this nigga's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This I mean, all right. he, you know, he's got, he's got the youthful spirit. He's got, yeah. I think, you know, this is I a, think, I think he'll be championing him. Yeah. I think he'll be back too. I think he'll be back in wrestling eventually. Um, if he chooses to go to the route, I think he may be, he may do both. Who knows? He could be the first kind of crossover music act slash wrestler that we've seen. That's actually gained some sort of popularity. Who knows? Yeah. But they gave um, him a lot. I, I will I say think, they, they gave him a lot. I feel like yeah. they, they did. And they, we were, go ahead. no, no, no. And I was saying that we were championing him when we felt like they, didn't give him much like when we felt like he should have been wrestling on raw and you know he eventually got that match against finn balor like we were kind of championing that like listen yes leo's great on the stick but at the same time like yo give him a chance and you can see kind of where it goes and i think that's where a lot of his frustrations came from because he felt like yo he wasn't giving being given a chance and you know eventually he goes, he gets, you know, this kind of this brief exodus from the WWE at some point. He, you know, he's going, he's talking to all these websites. He's doing legitimately his own thing. He pops back up on NXT, becomes Cruiserweight Champion, loses it. It's kind of like all that she wrote from here on out. Um, yeah, I think he'll be fine. I mean, I think even he thinks he'll be fine. So um, we'll was, see how that on, goes he through there. He was on Instagram Live within an hour of all this happening. And yeah, yeah. He, he's already he's 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 got the right frame of mind about what he's gonna do next. Mm-hmm. Um, another person that we just seen recently, Sarah Logan. Yeah, this what one's a way to go me. out. This, yeah, this it surprised one, me too. This one is really surprising. Um, I, I Her think, husband still works at the WWE. Yeah, which is heartbreaking. I I I also think this was another one that was just really it was really budgetary, more than anything. Uh, I, I think that she was attempting to, or they were attempting to get her really heated up in the women's division. I think the riot squad breakup angle was really hot, uh, between yeah. her, her live and, uh, Ruby riot. And, you know, it's, she, did, it's, she did her time on main event. She did yeah. her time. And she was, and she seemed to be <laughs> focused on getting better. And I couldn't really, other than me, like really not 
being like too enthused about like I, I had no idea what her character was. I do think yep. that she was dedicated to getting better and, and I hope that she continues yep. to do percent I, I agree. And I think that once again, I think that we see her in terms of a it's a flourishing women's division, but I do think that if she continues in the right direction with the momentum that she has, we will get her back because she, to my opinion, had been making strides. And from the first time that I saw her to kind of the last that we've seen her, you know, it's unfortunate that she didn't get to show much because she went against Shayna. I mean, she pre- if, if it was up to Mike Rome, she'd be in Money in the Bank and we would have been screwed in this sort of situation. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's, I think I think we'll see her again. Um, in terms of the actual soul list, in terms of the main roster list, last but not least, Rusev. Oof. Yeah. We, I but mean, again, it, don't, don't, don't crucify me for this. It was expected. It was, he was under, I guess, all the reports were like contract negotiations, kind of figure out, does he want to stay? Does he want to leave? Does he feel like WWE is right for him? Does he not? Does he feel like he can go somewhere else? And and become better and do better. And I think he, he is thoroughly someone in WWE who I believe can leave and come back better. Period. Yeah. Um, if that's what he, I, I honestly think Rusev would be a fire ass actor. <laughs> You're right. You're I really right. will. He's put got a in, put he's got a massive team. range of emotions. Yeah, put him in, put him in Fast Ten. Put him in put him in a, a action like, movie as a goon. I, a I goon? think he, I think I mean that's where Batista started. You know, like that's that's where yeah, they all right. start as, as goons, and then they you know they can all be rock. <laughs> but like at, right. at, the end, at the end of the day, like I I think Rusev to me feels like he's bigger than wrestling even to me. Like I feel like we're almost selfish just wanting him to stay in wrestling. Because I think that he has, a, I think he's shown in the last nine months that he has a, a wide, like you said, a wide range of emotions that he can show, and he was able to get over for that short amount of time in that crazy storyline yeah. that we all hated. But I think like put yeah. him, put him, put him in a movie. He's he's put got a look. Movie. He's got a really cool look. Like put him in a movie. Yeah. He, he'd be a really cool yeah. villain. You know what? I never thought of that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rusev in the movies. Uh, <laughs> also but, interesting. Interesting. I mean, Lana wasn't let go. Yeah, Lana wasn't let go. Whether I think whether we don't know if this is something that will follow. Uh, considering all things, you know, Lana is in the movies now. You know, co-starring alongside Bruce Willis in some <laughs> upcoming movie. Um, so maybe she's got the bug as well. But who knows? I mean, we'll see how that kind of shakes out Lana's still there Rusev isn't there it's kind of it's something that we never thought we'd actually be considering their history in the WWE over the last six years but Rusev to me one of my favorite superstars hate to see him go I don't know how I'm going to end shows now stay tuned to the next episode of the A show to the very end because I legitimately I'm gonna have to work a new outro this is the saddest Rusev day of all time yes um NXT releases, we got, I'm going to kind of group them together, but I don't want them to think that they aren't important at all. But we got Diana Perazzo, Alexander Yasik, MJ Jenkins, and unfortunately, uh, just Williams, it seems like. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, it's a, really, 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 really sad. Uh, kind of, um, kind of stuck on whether the, is what, like, what are the other releases more on on the NXT side 
Because I wouldn't imagine that they pay those people as much as main roster talent. But they yeah. let but they let Deanna and MJ Jenkins go. So that again, like I, I'm not understanding a lot of maybe I'm trying to make sense of this in terms of what mm-hmm. they're saying it was, but these are the well uh you know, they also I believe uh, did you say that did they let Josiah go? They let Josiah go. I said that. Yeah, like the you know, a, a lot of this just seemed to be like what what characters or talent do we do we specifically need more yeah. more than anything right now? But I would be interested to to figure out or or find out if there were going to be more releases tomorrow because it seems to me NXT was kind of left other than the coaches were kind of left intact here. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I think Sean Ross Sapp, our good friend of the podcast, uh, made a he made an interesting point that kind of. WWE was kind of like hoarding these guys, and it made me look. I was like, yeah, like they actually kind of. I mean, when you look at how the contracts kind of broke down, where you look at how many people were hired and the the ratio to hired to fired has been incredibly lopsided. They've hired so many people over the last number of months: football players, wrestlers, independent wrestlers, gymnastics people, all these other people. Oh, they've hired from kind of every you know, facet of life, any sort of athletic background. Um, and I haven't really hired. And, you know, you kind of get a look, you, you see this kind of massive exodus of WWE superstars. And I'm like, wow, they were really kind of like holding on to a bunch because they still have a fully functional roster. This isn't like 2008. We're seeing guys, we're seeing like, you know, six to eight guys who are just on SmackDown or on Velocity and then they're being let go. They're kind of like, a full, they still have a fully formed roster with people that can still job, people that can still, you know, be put over, people that still do all the other things. Um, what did you think about this? Uh, I mean, yeah, for sure, they they did. I I think it's not a surprise that they didn't want a lot of people going to AEW, but I mean, I I don't even think at this point that's a that's a guarantee. That's not really something people should be worried about now. And I think that that's really what kind of strengthening this this position for them to to make this decision um again in the days leading up to this or, or after this we'll, we'll see where this shakes out but as it stands you know as far as main rosters smackdown nxt it seems that the you know no pun intended the most essential people are going to stay there and, and be there for the for the time being and i don't think they're gonna right. they're, they're gonna make any more moves to the contrary yeah the essential era is really kind of being taken us in a big way um, a list of producers. I'm going to say them all at the same time. Doesn't mean that they're actually they're, they're not special. It just means you know we're doing this for the sake of time. Um, producers and or other talent that was kind of released. Uh, Mike Kyoto, referee, 29 years WWE. It's kind of shocking to see these kind of stalwart you know people go. I wouldn't give Mike Kyoto a set of time because he's just been in every. He was the referee for WrestleMania 17 between Triple H and Undertaker, who was sleeping on the ground for 28 minutes before he got back <laughs> up. So I have a fond thing of Mike Chioda. Um We got Kurt Angle's release. I'm fine. I mean, I love Kurt Angle, but I'm. He'll be back. He'll sit, yeah, he'll, he'll sit at home playing the kazoo. He'll be fine. <laughs> Mike. Um, Lance Storm, Mike Rotunda, Sarah Stock. Dave Fit Finley, Shane Hurricane Helms, Pat Buck, Sean Davari, Scott Armstrong, and Lance Storm. 
all these producers, all these, you know, massive other talent let go. Crazy, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sucks for uh, sucks for Lance Storm. He just started working there four months ago. Yeah, yeah and I heard closed to school. To well, he <laughs> sold it. He sold it. So ah, you got it. okay. All right, misinformation for those people spreading misinformation, which apparently it's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but those, I mean, that's kind of the thing. I I want to get this take from you before you go, and I don't want to say that you're uh, experienced with it because I think maybe we can both give a take. But I think in the last few years, we've all been in situations um, where you have a job one day and you don't have a job the next. And you're kind of figuring out, rattling in your brain. I didn't want to say like you're, (laughs) but you know, you have one job, you have a job one day, you don't have a job the next. Things are rattling on in your brain. What's the best advice you could probably give for these young gentlemen and ladies who are kind of and i don't want to say why do i make it sound like we're like 50 years old but <laughs> so i mean I'm older, other, some of, I'm older than some of them but yeah 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 no you're right um not heath slater um but you well what advice would you give for them if they are trying to like mentally trying to figure this kind of thing out listen man wrestlers are the biggest hustlers in the world and i think we all know that i don't think there's much that i could tell them that they don't already know but they already should know that they don't have to let this job define them and i think that's the biggest thing is don't let this company define you and i think that's what the the people that are successful in this business they don't let uh one company define them and i think that will remain true for certain certain talents and uh in you know this could blow over in a month or two and they could be back. Who knows? You know, but I think that right now it's best for everybody to find their state, their, you know, their state of peace and and try and, you know, work through this day by day, one day at a time. I know a lot of fans are distressed. I know a lot of people are upset. But I think that, you know, when you look at it in the bigger scheme of things, we're all in this together right now. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's super tragic, but we're all facing it. And I think today, more than even the NBA shutting down, because the thing is, this outlasted the NBA shutting down, you know, like this, this this thing happening right now happened a month after, you know? So, you know, bigger than that, it's real now. So what what are you going to do to move forward and stop this thing so that we can get the, the the sport that we love back at full capacity. And that's what we have to remember. 100%. I think I heard uh, close this. I heard our truth. I saw a clip of him. Um, few minutes before we started this thing in terms of he was actually doing a live he was doing an interview on instagram live and you know it it was sad for him going through this entire thing because i know he has a lot of friends he talked about it in his experience he's like you know i was someone who was let go and kind of said the same thing as you of like don't let this job define you at the end of the day you've got to understand that beyond this job life will continue to go on um, and I think that's kind of the first kind of hurdle you kind of have to accept that life goes on after WWE and you are forced to go on and you have people to support. You have your own career to support. If you want to be, you want to be amazing, life continues to go on. So, and, and I think this could be advice for even if any of our listeners who've been in just unfortunate situation, whether it's been let go or furloughed or anything or rather, but life goes on. Um, it's important to continue, thinking of, you know, Take a take a breather. I would say at least take a breather for this instant and kind of just figure out um, your place because it's 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 hard to figure that out as you're continuing to running. But at least use this kind of opportunity to figure out what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want to do this, 
kind of begin to sort of reestablish yourself following afterwards, you know? Um, you know, it's the this was a dark day for professional wrestling, in my opinion. It wasn't as dark. It's not as dark where it's as grim as the Crispin Wade. It's not as dark where it's as grim as the, you know, the, the Eddie Guerrero day. But at the same time, this has been, we've watched our personal heroes and people that we've championed for at least both of us for over two years on this podcast kind of fall to the wayside just like us. And it kind of made it seem real and it made it seem very, very human. Um, so I implore everybody in this time, I think we both do, stay safe stay inside, do the best that you can in the situation that you're currently given. We can only do the best that we can in this situation. It will, you know, pass through. And once again, we will be back. It may not be the same, but we will be back at full speed, at full capacity, and we'll be hopefully be able to enjoy the things that we enjoy once again. Um, that's all I can say. This has been a bonus episode. I think we went longer than we originally intended, but um this is just a bonus episode of the show. Thank you guys for listening. Continue to follow, continue to support, send out words of support to the wrestlers that you appreciate because I'm sure that they could use it and sure they could use that, you know, in this, in these trying times. And um, this may be the last time I'm saying this, at least for now, until we see him in a feature length movie. And I'm able to say this on late fees, but uh, happy Rusev day. <laughs>